I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next Breakout Rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. As always, I'm Ryan, joined by Tyler and Lou. In today's episode, we have a lot to discuss. This is our first episode back from Dallas, so we are going to start with that today. Guys, you guys got to stay a little bit longer than I did out there, uh, which is, I I have to share this because I think you guys will enjoy this very, very much. We talked about it Saturday morning, ended up having to leave because there's some snow coming to Columbus. And it, it's here. It, there's a there's a good amount of snow, right? And how much are we talking? Uh, probably six inches. I mean, a, a yeah, good amount. Yeah, about that life. I got a hot like twelve here. Okay. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say, gut, enough, gut enough that would have you know theoretically delayed travel. So go to the airport Saturday, right? Right after we record that live podcast, and flight's supposed to be at two fifty. Gets delayed multiple times. You were quiet Saturday. We were like, quiet. I was firing yeah. texts trying just, to get insights, and there was nothing coming no, back. It was unfortunate. Take off about 545. We're supposed hurts. to be at 250. So we're about three hours behind. The flight I was supposed to be on didn't get delayed. The Damn. next day, the Sunday flight didn't get delayed. I would have had no problems getting home. I would have had a whole nother day. So Damn. to avoid getting delayed, I Changed my flight a day earlier, got delayed three hours, and lost a whole day at the show. Listen. And, and you missed canes. You did. What? You missed canes. Uh, I mean, I have canes here. So, yeah, but I like miss the canes. boys were at canes, like hanging. Like, you missed Absolutely. That, that was disappointing. I missed what, all of the what, fun. What I, mean, I know about Ryan and his diligent approach and the data that I just picked up when he made it sound like they got 30 inches of snow, but they got five and a half. It, it kind of look. It kind of makes sense that you pulled the trigger on a quick switch flight. Look, I get it. You're a diligent guy. It's what makes you who you are, man. It's what it's what makes you great. But I bet I will put. I will promise you, I wouldn't have taken that earlier flight. That's the <laughs> job. Oh gosh. All right. So, uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's chat about it. Any what what was it like the rest of the weekend? Yeah. So. We uh, a couple things. We dropped a little extra YouTube video last night. We did a little live recording, and then we put it up live on uh, podcast this morning. We are currently recording. It is Tuesday morning, the second day of February. Here we are, second two months into start of the second month of twenty twenty one. Lou's looking at something on his phone, I believe, or maybe he's just checking eBay prices. Um, but eBay was uh, not eBay. Dallas was fantastic. My favorite thing was uh, hanging late night in the lobby, linking with some folks that are diehard listeners, and we got some some very spirited debates. But uh, full recap about Dallas on the YouTube, on the podcast, and we want to introduce and, and use this time uh, to a quick recap of Dallas to introduce a new segment that we're going to be doing in partnership with eBay. I'm currently in honor. I'm currently, if you're watching on video, I'm wearing the stumped hoodie last season season one lou and i caught a couple lessons 
you know, we uh we, we got tossed around the ring a little bit and we we got stumped by the shop. That is Ryan. Ryan is the shop. Um so in an effort to not get stumped two times, we are switching things up and we're bringing uh, we're bringing the people into this thing. And so we're going to introduce a segment what we're going to be calling uh buy of the week. We might even call it play of the week. Just we might even just brand it play of the week. Make a play. Make a play. Yeah, we, I think it's now officially play of the week. That just happened. Um, we'll talk to Emily and everyone. Um, but it is uh, what we're going to be doing is eliciting pretty much crowdsourcing, hearing from all you guys on simply your favorite play of the week, the favorite purchase you've made, whether that's a 50 cent purchase, because if the, you're buying 50 cent Marvel cards, they're great plays right now, um, or something completely random to add to your collection, um, what have you. We're going to keep this thing in the card space. We're not going to be talking about sneakers or Doge kitties or whatever, uh, but we're going to be uh, we're going to be taking in. We're going to be highlighting different people, their Instagram handles, etc. And then we're going to have just fun debate about it. Do we like the play? Do we not like the play? What do we think about the play? Where's that play going? And uh, a little, uh, you could almost say like a you know film review. Like we're in the film room of a football team, and uh, and so with that said. We're going to do a little quick once around the horn to to talk about highlight our favorite play of the weekend. Ryan, I think I know what yours is, but if it isn't what it is, I'm going to just give you a little tidbits on on some chatter I picked up on Sunday that you might have missed. So I'm going to start with you. So my play of the week with the Dallas show, again, I'm, these are going to be value based for me. So not necessarily something I'm going to keep forever that I, you know, enjoy as much. This is more of like a, you know, bringing the, putting the collector away, bringing out the reseller. It, it would, I don't have all my stuff in front of me. I wasn't as prepared for this. I told you guys that when we started, uh, initial thought is probably the Watson contenders auto mm. paid, paid a thousand for that. A BGS nine just did 2000. So that, that, First thing that comes to mind is probably that. Um, but again, if, you know, if we're looking at percentages here, you know, because not everybody's going to have $1,000 to spend. I mean, I have a YouTube video dropping today about all of my pickups from Dallas. And one of the things I talk about in this is like, I spent about an hour. Lou came over a couple times. I think, Ty, you might have come over too. I, I spent a couple hours going through dollar boxes. This one guy's yeah. dollar boxes were loaded. Um and quarter boxes too. And like percentage wise, you know, I'm buying cards for a dollar. We're going to sell for 20 or 25. Like that, 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 that's, that's a real tangible thing. You can teach somebody like, Hey, this is why I did this. Um, so my play of the week, I'm going to stick with Watson for now. Cause I don't have everything in front of me, but I'm eager to find some stuff like that. And as we go on, on the Watson bit, do you, where do you put on the percentage zero to 100 that he plays? in texas houston for the texans next year one percent one percent interesting mm-hmm. do you equate that to you them trading him keep... or him holding or him holding out either one you're, you're you're like they got a new coach they got a new gm you got a guy that doesn't want to be here this isn't the time to force deshaun watson back or try to rekindle that like he's not interested you didn't include him on the head coaching search He's not interested in working this out. You're better off trading him rather than him destroying the team chemistry that might be there or any potential like yeah, any any potential chemistry with the team now. Uh I, I just don't see how it is. And with what the what the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford, like somebody might have to 
I can't imagine what Deshaun Watson's going to bring, but the Texans are notoriously bad for trades. They gave up DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver in the NFL, for a running back in like a bag of Skittles. So it's hard to say what the Texans are going to do, but I just, I don't see any way that he stays. Personally, I mean, I'm open to ideas, but I just don't see it. I don't see. I have a weird feeling that he might not play this year. Yeah, it just I not, think, I think it's not his vibe that he like he if he's yeah. like I'm not playing, I'm not playing. Uh, it's you're saying he's gonna play? No, like I'm saying like play? if he's like I don't want to play for you guys. He's like it just doesn't seem like his nature to like. Yeah, play. no, I just see it going much more of a battle between him and the Texans and Texans. <laughs> yeah, being like we'll don't play. And we'll just collect our bonus, like our signing uh, money back. Versus, I don't know if people, I don't know if they can get the value back. The and number two is going to draft teams pretty good. The, the, the number two draft. and next year and the year after and everyone else on the team. Seems like a great Donald way to rebuild. And Mims. You, 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 you can draft Zach Wilson. Yeah, you can draft Trevor Lawrence. The Patience, problem is, my friend. Patience, my friend. The Stafford deal kind of messed everything up because if Stafford can get two ones and Jared Goff, whatever you think of Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson should be like six ones and whatever. Okay, else. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold need a one, bro. See, I, I think the Jets, I don't see the Jets giving up the. Yeah, I guess you'd give up Darnold the two. You don't give up. Uh, you can't do that. Why not? They could give up. They could give up the listen. I don't think they're going to do this, but I and I don't think they should really. Uh, I do actually. I don't think they would do this, but I could see number two, number twenty three, number one next year, and number one the year after that for Deshaun. So four ones. I'm going to ask you guys. You guys are both Jets fans. I got to get your opinion. One first or no two this year. 23 this year, a second this year, and a first the next two years, plus Darnold for Watson. Which one do you want? I probably want Deshaun. Oh, I'm boy. running the other way from that trade. Love it. It's tough, but I probably want Deshaun. Cool. Insert so, him. Great. Insert him. Here we are Darnold. again, throwing the ball to Mims and Crowder and Frank Gore up the gut. Like, it would be- <laughs> Yeah, but it's a little different when you got Deshaun. I, I, I agree. I agree. It's tough. Anyway. Before we move on from this, let's do a little prediction. Where do you see Deshaun Watson playing football next year? You got to pick a team, not not playing. If you got to pick a team, where are you picking? I would pick the Texans. Yeah, I would pick the Texans if I had to pick a team. Miami. Yeah, Miami's a decent place as well. Um, Can I do my favorite pickup? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting for you to jump in here. Yeah. <laughs> we knew what this was gonna be. Yeah, I mean I'm hyped. I'm super hyped on these. So They're for anyone beautiful. listening on audio, this is the 1990 Marvel set. So I got a Spider-Man, wait, Spider-Man PSA 9, which is a banger. And I got a bunch of others as well, but these are my two favorites. Mr. Fantastic, who PSA 10. This is a pop eleven, by the way. So yeah. people are hating on Mr. Fantastic by people, I mean our producer Matt. And I feel like Mr. Fantastic doesn't get enough respect. And in the world where Disney Plus and like Fox still own some IP as well, like Disney Plus putting out a whole bunch of content, Marvel shit is like gonna keep popping off. And so that said, I feel like it's really good. You know, even in a world where I know we have some friends who might have like several hundred of that card at PSA right now, I just think the pops are super low and there's a lot of opportunity on those cards. So I was hyped for sure. Definitely 
There's Got it. definitely so a our lot producer, Mr. Fantastic. Oh. Uh, that's Matt. what I thought his nickname was. Disney owns Fox. There's no like him, yeah. Well, doesn't Fox put out some movies, Matt? They used yeah. to. Do, do they not do that anymore? One has nothing to do with the other. Okay. Disney owns all of Fox. It would be off-brand for Disney to produce shows like Fargo. It's like, yeah, it's like how we have, you know, 137 p.m. And then, you know, that owns Card Talk. And, like, you know, Card Talk's not out here just talking about MMA or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like the sport. Yeah, but I feel like I thought the whole thing was, like, that they would put out their own movies. But I guess they're the same company now, so it's the same shit. Yeah, anyway, sorry. But, yeah, that's how I feel. Ty, your favorite pickup? My favorite pickup was uh, actually going through dollar boxes. You're right. It was the last thing I did. It was the last thing I did with the homie, I believe, Roberto Galvez. I believe that's who it was. I was with my man, Prem Sales. And then uh, he comes up. He's like, yo, let's go hunt dollar soccer boxes. And I'm like, okay, that's a vibe. And you're right, dude. You're right. Because there's so many singles flying around. And to think for the average dealer to be sending all that stuff to PSA is like, one, a lot of cash. Like yep. pauses, it, 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 it hits you with cash flow issues as a dealer or a business, unless you're well funded on the upfront. Um, and two, it takes time and energy and resources. Yeah, and those shows are the place where people come out and say, you know what? I just want to offload some of this. I will take, it's not always about making 10 X or whatever. And th- this, this is such, this is the argument I made in my video where it's like, this is kind of the, the one-off to being a dealer versus being a, a, you know, someone that walks around is when I was a dealer, you have c- cards come up to you that are cool. When you're walking around, you get to look through boxes like that. And I think that's the big, the, the big thing that you hear that people miss is like, yeah, but I can never find any deals at shows. Looking in the showcases is the wrong place to start. Sure. I found a Watson contenders. That's a, that's a good deal, right? You can't, you got to think for some of these dealers that have all of these cards, right? We at, at our shop, especially we have, you know, hundreds, thousands of singles out for sale. Do you know how much time it takes just to do a showcase yet alone $5 boxes? There's not enough time. And again, the thought process being, and I always tell my employees this, when we put cards out for sale, the thought process is, is we're making money on that card. So if someone else is willing to spend the time to find it and buy that deal, why not let them have a good deal? You're not going to make a you're not going to make max money on every card. So those are the last things to get touched. So the dollar boxes, quarter boxes, value boxes with twos, fives, tens, stuff like that. Those are great places to look. There are always, always, always deals in there. Because most people don't want to look. Most people are looking through showcases trying to find the LeBron auto and the Jordan auto. But if you're willing to sit down grab a chair and spend an hour going through dollar boxes. I promise you that's how I started. That is how you build equity in your cards. That is how you do it is find dollar cards, sell them for 20, buy $50 cards, grade five of them, flip a couple of them, pay for the whole deal and then work on the rest with however you want. It's so, so like that is a that is a learnable skill and something you can do very easily with an hour of your time and $50. Preach. I, I truly believe if you book Spirit Airlines from wherever you are and within good health, you can travel to Dallas and you go there and you spend your entire time searching through singles boxes. And then you, 
you uh, you need the capital to be able to do the PSA shipment. So call it, you find five cards, you uh, express them five weeks, 350. If you have a thousand dollars and you go to Dallas, including flights, PSA subs and buying singles, I think within six weeks you are, you can, you can have 2k cash in return cover your costs and make a a grand profit so what i was going into is found this dude deep in the cut corner i think lou you might they were like deep back left um and they just had singles of footy cards and this was after the whole weekend me being like beating myself up about how much footy action there was at, at some specific tables. LAFC Gooner, I had a great time hanging out with. We watched the unit. Somehow you couldn't get service in the entire place. In the entire place. And my man's was streaming in 1080p Yo, HD quality, the United Arsenal game. And that I was, was like... You were like, yeah, I'm watching the game. I'm like, there's no shot. I can't get on eBay. I can't get on eBay. It's in my life. I had a whole TV set up. And I'm like, well, how are you doing? He's like, I'm just LTE. I'm like, okay. So I pull up. We're hanging out watching the game. But uh, so I go back and start searching some boxes. This is some fire. It's just like a random dollar. Pick this up. Fire. Little USA sticker. And then I made some Paul Pogba. Don Russ plays. Juve. But then I found my man Joel Felix. Insert. Right? 25. 25. I paid 20 for it. Of 75. Good ass condition because he didn't, couldn't, and didn't want to grade him. And my man is doing numbers on the bay. Numbers on the bay. Yellows of 99, 78. What do you have, Ty? 75. 75 in good condition. Non number, $20. Banger. Cash. Banger. The 50, 29, it was probably like 100 days ago. Yeah, probably about a hundred bucks. Probably about a yeah. hundred dollar card. Twenty for a hundred, quick. I'm gonna probably uh, flow it over to Ryan, get that out, turn around in six weeks. Hopefully, it's slabbed to ten. If it's a nine, I'm in business You're with ten it. I'm gonna well, yeah, whatever the express five day. That's now my new game. I, I think it's worth the margins. I yeah, that's a whole, this is a conversation I would love to have at a different time. If your intention is to flip things. Is it worth spending an extra 30, 40 bucks to have something back in have to express six, like six weeks versus six months, five months, four months, whatever it may be? And That's a very like, interesting conversation. There's a lot of people that are here in six months, and like six months would be nice for some people right now. Still waiting from July for a 20 day. Yeah. So but, that's my favorite. And, and to your what you went into in your rant, that I am so fired up. We locked in three tables going back to Dallas, March 12th to 14th. We're going to do a little switch up the whole game on everyone, radio row style, interview every single person that's in there, wait. dominate. And then it's Can't all wait. about dollar boxes. I'm going. Make a play shirt. Make a play shirts on sale. Might have a charge. Oh, we got to make, make, make the make a play fanny packs. No, bro, the make a play fanny packs are kind of fire, actually, because you might be a play. Them, and then you unzip That's them and pull out. Like, That's why you're play. getting stumped. Son. Stumped is right? a good one, too. Yeah. There was some inquiries around purchasing a stump. Yeah, people, the people love, as always, the people love Ryan. Anything Ryan does. <laughs> Guess the people is a genuine human, except 
for the flight change execution. So that was that was bad. That was a rookie move for sure. I and I take full responsibility for that. You panicked. Panicked. Yeah, I, but you got I understand like, the panic, but I accepted it. But then when you came in hot and said like we got snow <laughs> and you got like three inches, like a dusting, I'm like, okay, right, you went from five and a half to three real quick. Yeah, I'm you got like a you had like a delayed school okay. opening. Hold so, on, yeah, exactly. Listen, anyone that says they get six inches of snow definitely got two and a half. Okay, so <laughs> let's be real. Yes, two feet is eighteen inches. It happens every time. All right. Whatever. With that said, with that. Said. But Lou, I want to hit back on the point you mentioned earlier. Uh, your favorite pickups were Marvel, the two Marvel cards. Yeah, we've had conversations about Marvel on this podcast, and actually, it was on October twenty sixth. Because I ordered two boxes on that day. There was a definitely a lot more Marvel cards at that show. I just want to kind of get your guys' take on this. Because I'm more of a basketball, football kind of guy. Tyler does soccer. Lou does baseball. That's what makes this fun is the, the different perspectives. But thoughts on the Marvel, the, the, the non-sport stuff. Yeah, like the entertainment. Like, w- w- what's going on? I feel like it was always bubbling. And it was something that was there. And it kind of made sense. When it came to older stuff, right? Like Marvel, Star Wars. I know I think Tyler made a play on a Star Wars. Like I think all that stuff has has real legs considering it's coming from zero. Like you were living in a world where no one cared about those cards before. No one in the scheme of like a lot of collectors coming into the hobby. People who love Star Wars. People who love Marvel. People who love Pokemon. Like that kind of stuff. Um, So I was surprised to see the volume that was there considering the heat isn't necessarily there at the moment, but that might be one of those signs of things to come, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pumped. I love, I love the Marvel cards. I love the star Wars cards. I was mad at Tyler. Forgetting that. What'd you get? You got a Luke, right? I got a Luke got- PSA eight that I am jazzed about 75 jazzed about how much, how much was it? It was 1400. Oh, such a good play. Somebody good there had a, uh, I forget his name. I would love to give him props. Had a sealed BBCE box of that uh, Star Wars seventy-seven. Star Wars. He sold it. He sold it. That's Did where he? I got it from. Yeah, he sold it. I think for he wanted twenty k on it. How I think much? He it for fifteen. Twenty k. I think he. he sold, I think the sale was for fifteen. Wow. He was a good homie. He was. He was good people. Uh, yeah, I did the. Old, I did the drop by initial combo, and I came back, showed some interest. Bounce had some lunch, came back, got it down a little bit, made the play. And that, I think, is worth noting. Watch the video, listen to the podcast, whatever it may be, from our bonus episode this week. There are some great takeaways from that sh- that that uh, that little bonus episode we did. Like the lunch meeting, the reset during the middle of the day, that is a game changer. And I, from someone that's not done it before, has been to many, many, many big shows – I couldn't recommend it more. So I encourage you guys to check it out wherever you listen to your podcast or on YouTube. The video is up there as well. So that was a, that was a smooth plug, right? I like that. That was a smooth plug. But I wanted to say one thing. I wanted to note about Marvel because our boy, yeah, Matthew LaRue came on here, called out a couple alt plays. Matthew came on with an interesting perspective. Interesting. A lot of new eyeballs coming into the hobby, right? This is kind of my Marvel-ish case. A lot of new eyeballs coming to the hobby. I'm interested, whatever, but I don't love basketball. And or I've 
I've now allocated, and this is real, $5 million of budget to acquire cards. Are you only buying LeBron or are you coming in diversifying? Probably coming in diversifying. Now I want to bring up this aspect. On August 31st, 2009, the Walt Disney Company acquired announced a deal to acquire Marvel Entertainment, all of Marvel, for $4 billion. That was 12 years ago, just about. And I want to share my screen here real quick. 2009 was 12 years ago, huh? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's, That's when I graduated high school, actually. That's, That's a bummer. Yeah, I know. Take me back. Take me back. I want to go back. All right, can you guys see this? Hmm. Nope. Let me pop it into the stream here. There it is. Free ad for OGX. Here we go. These <laughs> are the revenue from the movies. Holy cow. Four billion's a pretty good deal. Not a bad deal. Almost bad as good of a deal as the box of Marvel that you picked up when Matt came on and said, pick it up. I can't believe you guys didn't buy that. I know. I'm such a dope. That's an amateur hour. It is. I, I fully agree. I fully admit it. I wasn't focused. Just wasn't, and that's that's the truth. But this, you live and you learn. A, we talk about this so much about like this is Lou's mistake every time. He always every time we talk about biggest mistakes in the hobby, Lou always mentions I never follow my gut. That's his number one mistake, and he made it on something he was so passionate about. If you were in Dallas, you I saw it in Lou's eyes for Marvel cards. You saw it. It was on the episode when we recorded down there. You gotta, you gotta follow your gut. I'll say this: we we gotta get out of Dallas. We gotta move on. I, I am a changed man coming out of Dallas. I, I honestly, you- like, I'm not. It's funny, but I'm not kidding. Like, the time to act is here, and I'm making. It's one of those cards. Tyler and I are gonna hold you to that. Please hold me to it. Please do. Yeah. Please do. Yes, it's necessary. And then we're going to use this to, to segue because let me see. I have to share my screen one more time. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about grading. And because we just talked, uh, we touched on grading on the uh, Joao Felix. We touched on Marvel. And now I think obviously you got to imagine there is an immense amount of Marvel cards at PSA currently and what that will do. Um, but we're going to just pull up this tweet from... I believe it is at Otter Market, at Otter Market. And it says, uh, CLCT Collector's Universe, in the past seven days, PSA graded approximately 118,000 cards, excluding non-card autographs. One second, how many days is that? In the past seven days. They've done 118,000 cards. Correct. Okay. Based on disclosures from their quote-unquote pop report this is approximately 40 percent higher than the rate at which they graded cards in the parentheses pre-announced december quarter number one we are taking otter market at face value that he's actually doing that research so let's assume that he's telling the truth we don't know that for sure number Mm -hmm. two a lot of people myself included complain about psa wait times they processed 118,000 cards in seven days. How many cards are sitting at PSA right now? Not pro- graded. Like finished grade added yeah, them. Yeah, they, they put them out into the system. Process, they're processing 118,000 cards a day, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I'm not sure. I have no idea. I have no inside information. I know nothing about how many PSA is doing. 
It's gotta be a yeah. It has they gotta to be, be doing a mil- they gotta have a, they gotta be doing a million cards te- every ten days. Does that sound fair? Getting a million cards in or grading? Like what? Do you, what's your what's yeah, your number? Yeah. What are we talking about? I'm talking about like. Well, they're grading. A, they graded 118,000 cards in a week. Is what that that graded report means. Is telling graded us. means they finalized the process, right? And it was added to the added to the, the thing. report. And so that's like post QA two, right? Yes. They got to be yep. looking at a million cards, a million cards every ten days. Why don't if it? What, what? I'm confused. Well, that would Tell be 472,000. That there would be 472,000 cards a month graded at that number. You'd be at half a million cards a month. Cards. They look at cards and then they sit. Well, there's a process that once they go, you know, you, you go through grading. I'm saying they're looking at a fuck ton of cards. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. They're, they're, they are, as Lou eloquently put it, they're looking at a lot of cards. But uh, the 40% uptick is interesting here. Oh, I didn't share my screen when that was on. Um, the 40% <laughs> uptick is is interesting. And here's another thing that I've seen that's bubbling. M&T Trading says... They're spec that they may have moved from a five-day work week to seven. Just what I've seen posted around here, these internets. I stopped tracking the pop report after 1231. I also did see or hear that. But any, no matter what, 40% uptick is great and interesting. And what I'm saying on the, the Marvel stuff and all these other cards is what it's telling me is there's an immense amount of opportunity in the fluctuation of capital and new entrance into uh, the supply side. And and something like Marvel is going to have massive demand. It can be a completely new collector for that matter. I mean, Marvel is huge. If you think about this stuff bleeding into Comic-Con, we've talked about gambling now if you start talking about comic-con stuff because the psa thing changes everything it it mints the card it certifies it as an asset whereas i think probably a lot of it comic book stuff is huge think about that you know there's general comic books and they float around and they're trash and then there is graded high-end comic book cards and i'm just i note that because 40 percent uptake in psa this stuff's going to start moving faster. These are collectible assets. It's a real thing. Think about the time. Uh, was it 18 months? Uh, maybe. Think about the first day anyone heard about um, Virgil Abloh or the mass culture and the run that they had with off-white sneakers. The immense amount of demand that came in. I think it could happen with Marvel cards. And I own none. I own zero. None. I own zero Marvel cards, I but I think that could happen. I have like ten cards. That's a good job by you, but I, that's my that's my thought. That's my thought. Um, no, we're just yeah, I, I, I think the, I think the big thing for me is is I was in this show in November. I was here in January, obviously, and I plan to be there in March. When it, when it was in January or in December or November, when it was last uh, the November show, there there was a lot less soccer and a lot less Pokemon and no Marvel cards than there was in January. That will be the trend I watch as March comes around. I think it's March 12th through the 14th for those that, that will ask. Cause I think we confirmed the dates yesterday. That will be the trend I'll watch is what is the uptick in Pokemon 
and soccer and Marvel or alter you know, alternative cards or entertainment or whatever that may be. What does that look like? Um, uh, you know, in, in March, uh, I'm intrigued by that. Cause there was a, there was a steady uptick this time. What is, you know, what does the next time look like? Hell yeah. Um, I think a good way to wrap this up is, is probably something that we're going to speak a lot about going forward. If Ryan allows it to happen, but there's been a lot of chatter. There was a lot of chatter down there. There's been a lot of chatter around the webs and there's been a lot of questions being thrown around and a lot of inquiries to my DMS about if we're getting active on NBA top shot. And my simple answer is no, I have not gotten active, meaning I have not made a purchase on the platform of NBA top shot, but I will tell you, I am super long on digital collectibles and I'm moving and, and I'm steering my ship to be able to execute fast. And I'd love to get you gentlemen's thoughts on it. Um, I will tell you this. You couldn't be less interested. <clears throat> interested for, for me, I don't understand it. I will tell you this. I cannot, for the life of me, you cannot get me to understand how a Vince Carter three-pointer from March 11th, I'm sorry, yeah, from March 11th of last year is worth more than a Trey Young rookie card. You're just not getting me there. I don't care what you say. There's nothing you're going to tell me between now and the rest of my lifetime that helps me understand that. I get it that it's digital and all that. I don't understand how you're getting me there. I would love for so, someone to try. So a couple of the guys at Top Shot actually reached out to me uh, a couple months back about, you know, like, hey, it's of interest to you. We'd love to work with you on this. And they were super great. Um, we had some discussions about it. They were super great people. Um, I, I just, I want to be transparent here. I just want to be upfront that like, it, it doesn't intrigue me. But again, Magic the Gathering doesn't intrigue me and it doesn't mean people don't like it, right? So could there be a space for it? Absolutely. I don't know. I'm not into Bitcoin or any digital currency. The digital thing doesn't intrigue me as much. The reason I collect cards is they are tangible. Like I can touch them. I can trade them. Like the like the holding a card, seeing a card, that to me is is what I like about cards. Being able to see a three color patch right there, a a, a, a digital uh, a, a a digital recording of of a highlight of LeBron. I would rather have a LeBron James rookie card, a LeBron James patch card, a LeBron James autograph. That intrigues me so much more. I'd rather have a photo of LeBron on the card than the the video on my phone of LeBron dunking it. Again, the one thing I again, I don't mean this to downplay Top Shot. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just the easiest conversation I I've had when discussing it is what difference is it than a YouTube highlight? That's the that's the argument I make every time about it is it looks like we're buying and selling YouTube highlights and YouTube is free. So why are we paying for a highlight of LeBron dunking $47,000 for a Le- I think is what one of them sold for. Like I I, I yeah, uh, I'm with Lou on it. I just it seems cool. It seems like it's 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 a great thing. I does nothing for if me. You want to make money like there's people making money. Shout out to my boy Andrew who we were chilling with Saturday night who made like $1,000 on a Gordon Hayward layup, but like I don't get it. 
it's just cardboard. Like that's the dumbest it. thing you could possibly say. Keep going. Okay, so you're much more bullish on this than Lou and I are. Okay. See this painting back here? Tyler's gonna point random ass hotel room. So I think we are two, two and a half years. I tweeted out the other day. Zoom, Google Hangout, FaceTime. It's all just a precursor. Uh, meaning we sooner than you believe, like midway through season three, are probably going to record this episode in a much more immersive way. It I think it's lost on people how what we're doing right now. This remote recording, yet here we are essentially sitting around a table. And this is real behind us, but we're two seconds away from it just being a di- my digital bedroom. And I'm going to have that highlight playing up on the wall there. And it's no different than you can Google this picture or you can walk down the street to a gallery in the city and, and walk in and on your phone, take a picture of, of the painting and you know buy a replica or whatever and hang it up on the wall. We don't, realize how much time we are spending on the in a digital world especially post covid and i'm biased incredibly biased because i work in the media business and i spend all day every day on video calls now and i live more of my life in a digital world than on a in a physical world and i know that's super heady but it's the truth and I brought this up, you know, Memoji, Apple pushes Memoji down your throat. When you open an iPhone, a new iPhone, it asks you to create your Memoji. Are you telling me that Kith isn't going to be able to sell a Kith hoodie for your Memoji in the next two years? No matter what you tell me right now, explain to me how Harry Giles' assist is $450. Explain it to me. Because $450 isn't $450 on the internet anymore. Bro, then neither. But then then you have to compare it. How much are you you paying for one-to-one? How much is a Harry Giles National Treasure going for? Not $450. A National Treasure is way different than an assist. Why? The one thing. Supply and demand, bro. It's just scarcity. Why is it yeah, different? You're using preconceived zillion of them available. How many YouTube highlights are there of Harry Giles assists? You don't own them. What? what you don't, don't own them. You make no money on the highlight. You can go to the, the card show and just look at these cards. What do you? Those are uh, individual cards. I can own those. I can take that home. I just like I can record a Harry Giles video a video on YouTube and save it to my Forget phone and own part. it. Too. That part I understand. You can get me on that one. Harry it's Giles just, throwing a behind scarcity. the back assist. It's not scarcity if there's like 50 of them available. How many are minted? Don't throw One around crazy shot? numbers. Yeah. How many Dude, of them? 17 for sale. How many of them are in existence? I don't know. They don't tell you. Where do you and see how it? many Harry Giles National Treasures are in existence? There's 99 Harry Giles. Both will go probably down because who is Harry? What is Harry Giles going to do? But like, Harry Giles was a huge recruit. I'm pretty sure he's the number one recruit in high school. He was. A beast. Get, is there a way for me to see the total print run? Of, print run of this? I yes, love, we'll be more educated on the platform soon. But it's just supply and demand, dude. 
I would love for them to come out and for someone on Top Shot to have this conversation with us because I would love to have I would love to learn there's more. 1, 000, more. There's one thousand of this Harry Giles assist and it's four hundred and fifty dollars. Got it. Cool. Bro, okay, doesn't I, I, seem that that much. I would have the conversation, <laughs> bro. If you're sixteen, like, dude, the Harry Giles kids in, in a public school right now. Fifteen year old kids in public school that are not allowed to go to school that are at home being taught on Zoom and being told to take tests without cheating afford- when they can just look up the answer on fucking Google. Like this they, stuff I don't know that has to, I don't know that has to do with an assist on a Tuesday night being. What I'm saying is you're overvaluing what ownership means. I'm it's not overvaluing I'm comparing them one to one. And I'm saying that they hold more value in a digital world when most people are living a large portion of their life in a digital landscape and the how, whole thing is just gonna evolve. How is an assist to display it right more there. valuable than a rookie card, Ty? It, bro, How is an assist more remove, valuable? Than remove, cards? remove. I'm not saying like I'm talking about the macro concept of it. I am I too, but I'm talking about the Harry micro Giles. of the moment. That's what we're talking about. Great, you could point out 75 uh, PSA graded cards right now that make zero sense for how much they're selling for. I would argue there are f- <laughs> at least three times as many NBA Top Shot moments that make less sense than PSA cards. Okay, but that's not going to the hey. point of is it going to work in the long run? It is. That's, no, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about the individual moments that are selling. The moment content. We were having a conversation about Top Shot. Yeah. And I'm trying to say that it is going to work, meaning yep. the concept of digital collectibles. Yes. And you're talking about Harry Giles. I'm picking out one moment. Like we could do it all day. We can do it all day for a million things. How much does a random ass call statue sell for? Yeah, it's no different, bro. It, it okay, forget it. We're not so is Tyler, the Mona Lisa Tyler, worth it? Tyler, no, uh, let me ask you this. So, what is different about Top Shot than YouTube highlights? That's the, uh, w- that that would be my argument. Owning it. So, what what difference does it make if I went on YouTube and I drop down and I screen record, I clip the video I want, and I save it on my phone as a photo? I can take a picture of a card. That's how so is that? Hold on. How is that any different than Top Shot? That's the only argument I would make is because it's you a score of value when it's put like this is just blockchain, and I'm not no expert. It's a storage of value. There's you don't have. There's no storage of value. There's no backing. There's no tracing. There's nothing that deems that screenshot or screen capture relevant. These things are, are have traceable. You can see exactly how much it's sold. You know exactly the scarcity. But where does it the value be burned or lost? Where does the, the value, value in a YouTube clip come from? Where does the value in gold come from? <laughs> okay. Just storytelling and narratives, bro. I'm where does the value? Up. Where does the value in a Kevin Durant tops chrome come from? He's a good basketball player. It's just storytelling, bro. Okay. I'm willing People to have I changing would this, what it means when you've lived your entire life at, and you turn 18 and you become a man five years from now, when you're turn 18, bro, you had an iPad when you were two years old. The concepts are changed. The game has changed. It's just stored <laughs> value. That's it. Okay. You're not that's, getting that's, that's I'm uh, clearly passionate not, about this. I, I, could, um, I think I, would I own right. zero top shot. I can I zero I, top I, shot. Tyler, the thing is that I agree with you on the concept, but the actual execution of what Top Shot is makes no sense whatsoever. Okay. What if I told you that uh, if it wasn't an all NBA deal, meaning if the if Top Shot had to go to each team and get the rights, 
right? So take, uh, let me take you back to 2003. And they acquire the rights of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they have this rookie named LeBron James. And they do a deal with the Cavaliers where they pay the Cavaliers all in upfront cash for the IP. And then LeBron James goes on to be the best basketball player of all time. And his rookie cards end up selling for $37,000. And the Cleveland Cavaliers have not collected a single dollar from that IP since 2003. Mm-hmm. Now, what if I told you that if, in an NBA top shot world, they'd be making 10% on every single transaction of his card in perpetuity, which makes more sense. Has, I don't know that has to do with me. It doesn't have anything to do with you. I'm telling you that it, it, the, it, the, the fundamentals of it are different. Everything is traceable and it makes more business sense. Not for me. I mean, I can make more money on Top Shot right now, sure, because people are throwing money around. But like, I don't. That's, know. Not, that's just a general statement. You can make as much money in cards. It's just about flying, finding marketing inefficiencies. Okay. Bro, what are you talking about? You're just making general statements. If you look at the sales on Top Shot, people are losing You're money. General on statements. You're saying fucking layups are worth a lot of money because it's digital. I'm not saying they're worth a lot of money. I haven't spoke about a single moment. Harry Giles. But, but would I, I, would I be a seller on Harry Giles layups? Sure. But Am I a buyer of his cards? Yeah. No. Exactly. Like, what are we talking about? All we know is Lou is, Lou is never going to use a top shot moment as his play of the week. That's all we know. It's and it's no, and it's I'm no just trying to help, man. I'm just trying to be on here saying buy Marvel boxes and then you're not going to do it. And then we're going to talk in 18 months and we'd be like, I've changed not, my mind. We also, here's the other thing. We also talk about how like I'm down to be sad if I miss things. I'm down to be sad if I miss this. Cool. I'm just but trying to educate. That's all. So we'll leave this conversation for a different day. Hopefully we're able to get someone from Top Shot on and have that conversation because I would love to learn more about it. Again, Me Tyler's too. in on it. Lou and I are not. And you know, I'm not in on it. I don't I'm a no, I have zero ownership of any Top Shot. I'm just saying you're a big believer in it. I'm Lou and it's I are not. It's never been more obvious to me than it is today. And I couldn't agree. I couldn't disagree more, but that's why it makes this, this that's why this is fun. Big weekend ahead. Brady Mahomes. Is it a passing the torch moment or is Brady going to win a seventh Super Bowl? It's going to be such a good game. I'm so fired up. It's going to be have such a you, good game. Have you ever been this excited for a Super Bowl? No, I'm constantly in pain when it comes to the Super Bowl, but I've, you know, just more about me as a human. I have resigned myself to being in agony with the Jets forever. I used to not care about the Super Bowl at all because I was always just sad it wasn't the Jets. I have now resigned myself to the fact that I might not ever get there, so I just take the moments for what they are, and I'm trying to appreciate the players that are in front of me, and I'm trying to appreciate Pat, and I'm trying to appreciate Brady too, even though I hate him. So I'm hyped. Yeah, I don't know if I've never been... I haven't been as pumped going into one, not that I can recall, because my judgment or my thoughts are clouded by Steelers, Cardinals, you know, Patriots, Seahawks, like great games afterwards. But I, I don't remember being super hyped going into uh, mm-hmm. going into games. I just think about how those, those two games to me stand out. And really, the, the Cardinals-Steelers game, I think, was... So I want to get your thoughts on this, but I heard this conversation a lot in Dallas and it seems to be, you know, it's, it's, it's on social media as well. If there's a lot at stake at this, obviously, if Mahomes wins, Brady's legacy is cemented because he got to the Super Bowl as a fifth seed, three road games without Belichick, right? Legacy is cemented. 
if he wins, it seems like somebody mentioned this to me. I've heard this a couple times. Will Mahomes ever be able to catch Brady yeah. if he doesn't win? Yeah, he will. If Mahomes loses and Brady beats him on his way out, Brady could play for three more years. I get that. If Brady beats him on the way out, is Mahomes ever going to catch Brady? I think so. Who do you ever I, I think Brady? I think we overvalue head-to-head matchups in that way because, like, Pat can go on and win and win eight Super Bowls after that. Does he not pass Brady? Like, I don't eight know. Super Bowls? Is this? I mean, what Brady's done is just wild. Have we ever seen a quarterback as talented as Pat? I mean, Pey- Peyton Manning was pretty good. I mean, Peyton. Uh, Pat's more talented. I think. I think Brady's talent. The thing is, the numbers are not on, in Pat's favor to be able to play as long yeah, as Brady can. has, and so therefore, I just don't know if he can. Either way, the I'll Jordan, the, the Jordan Lebron debate. You, this is a uh, bronze been to ten. How many finals? Uh, he's six and well, he's what four and six. Yeah, he's four and six. That was his tenth finals. Yeah, Jordan went six and oh, right? Yeah. So then, is it more about wins or longevity? So if let's say Mahomes wins, well, I think I think that uh, it's actually inverse. Whereas Jordan has had a longer sh- or bronze had a longer shelf life than Jordan, which has allowed him to enter the conversation. Brady's shelf life has given him such a leg up that I don't know if unless Mahomes goes inverse and like just doesn't lose. That's it, what I mean. It'll be really tough for him to get yep. there. Let's say Mahomes plays for 10 years and wins six Super Bowls in 10 years. Goes six, doesn't lose, beats Brady. Yeah, but if he goes three and five in Super Bowls, he's not Brady. Sure, I'm not saying he is. I'm saying if he beats Brady, goes six and oh in Super Bowls, never loses, wins six rings, is Brady with, you know, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. So listen, I have a call I have to get on to because it's business time. My Super Bowl pick. Tom Brady. Goodbye. Bye. All right, Lou. So while he leaves, uh, I the interesting point I'm getting from this, so I think I heard it on at, at the show. If Brady wins, he'll have more titles than Jordan. He has seven. Yeah. What does that do to his? What is the, 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 is his stuff untouchable? Is it like even more? Like what does it do if he wins? I mean, if we're if we're gonna have that conversation about him being quote unquote on the same level as Jordan, surpassing Jordan, like I don't know, how is his top? How is his Bowman Chrome only? I mean, I guess this is more cards, right? So it's different. But like his Bowman Chrome is what twenty five right now. So come like, down a little bit. I think you're down to about twenty three. Cool. Yeah, twenty three k as opposed to seven hundred and thirty five k. Like I don't know. It feels like that card's pretty untouchable and a pretty safe card. I think it's untouchable anyway. And it's a safe card. People forget about how the end of careers go. Like Peyton Manning's career ended pretty poorly and no one really cares already. It's only been like four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. Brady's going down as the GOAT for now. For now. Who who are you picking? I got the Chiefs. I've been, I, I, I made the mistake in the beginning of the year of, of thinking the, the Seahawks had it going, had it rocking, but I think the Chiefs have been so unbelievable and they've turned it on so hard. They literally, like I said a couple weeks ago, they did the Lakers thing where they were like, switch on and like, away we go. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go 20, 
27-21 Chiefs. That's a good, good, good score out of you. Thank you. Um, so in my my bold prediction, I think it was last week, I my I said I'm picking the Chiefs by double digits. I just you got to keep up with the Chiefs. It was when Ohio State played Alabama. You just got, you've got to be able to score. And I'm just not sure. You know, Brady threw three interceptions in seven in in seven pass attempts. Like you give Mahomes the, the ball extra times, you're you're gonna regret it. Like you said, it was it was nine nothing in the Bills game, and before you could blink, it was twenty one to nine. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, I, I think the key to the game is gonna be can the Bucks defense keep them at bay. That's it. Thirty five twenty four. Thirty five twenty four Chiefs. Yep. It's a good pick. Solid pick. All right, Chiefs. All right. So like I mentioned it before Ty got off. Uh Hoops basketball comes out Wednesday. It is the first product of 2020-2021 basketball. Lamelo, Wiseman, Anthony Edwards is the first product with NBA jerseys. Currently at 475 a box on blowout, I believe. 450, 475. It's it's fluctuated a little bit. Uh current thoughts on, on hoops, what this release means, and kind of how that uh transitions to like state of the hobby around that. Just a, a quick thought. I think it's been kind of slow on on the on the modern stuff, right? I feel like the convo on these younger dudes is a lot low, lower than myself. I expected, and I'm sure others did as well. So 400, honestly, seems kind of low to me, considering what I thought it would be before the year. But in relation to where we currently sit, I think it's about it's, that's it's a pretty decent price. Are you gonna be ripping some of it? Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Just first NBA stuff. That's the stuff customers will come in and like you want a LaMelo ball Jersey or Cardinals Hornets. I think the big thing is, is we haven't had product for 2020, 2021 stuff in a while. Like it's been six weeks since we've had contenders, I believe six weeks. Eight. I mean, it's been a long time. Um, so there's, I mean, there was NT and flawless. There was like these online releases for like collegiate stuff, but we haven't really had anything in a minute. So, uh, you know, as hoops got pushed back, um, I, I think this release, this is a, I agree with you on the the market softened a little bit on the newer stuff. I think this could be a an interesting addition to the to the market because um, with the way some of these guys are playing, this is really where you start getting into the okay. The college stuff doesn't always last long term, but as you get into the NBA jerseys and product starts coming out more consistently, I think that's going to add some attention back to basketball. Um, as you have things that you can actually collect, like we're not far from Donruss, a LaMelo ball next day auto is going to be popular, whether we like it or we agree with it or not, it's going to be popular. People are going to want that card. And then I think that leads to an increase in demand on, on basketball, right, wrong or indifferent, not here to argue that. I just think as the NBA jerseys come out, that will, uh, it's going to help a lot. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see, um, Something I watch and I don't put a ton of value in, but it's fun for me to watch is like quote unquote pull rates. I like seeing how often stuff comes out. Like for Bowman draft, I was watching like for Spencer Torkelson and I probably watched like five or six breaks of cases and I saw like very few Torkelsons. So I like, I file that away in the back of my head of like, are there really that many floating around and like, what are the conditions like? So I'm interested to see stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about it next week and uh, we'll see what happens when it, uh, a week from now when it comes out. Cool. See you next week. See you guys next week.
That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.